All right, everybody. This is episode three of the Long Story Short podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Tyler Dowdy. And um, we're just going to start shooting the shit. So, Tyler, what's up? Oh, you know, uh, just traveling around along the old uh, road road of life. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, just, I don't know, this this old house here, well, like, you, like we were talking about earlier, uh, growing up, uh, your grandparents used to own this house, and when I moved from uh, from Yarmouth to Gray, my parents bought it off your grandparents, which is pretty crazy, you know? Yeah, we, we have a really cool friendship because, one, we met pretty instantly through soccer. I believe that's how we met, right? Your dad was coaching our U10? U- U11. U11 team. Your dad and your mom, actually. Um, mom was a team administrator. It was my dad and then uh, Josh Balding and Caleb Allen's stepdad. Okay. Scott was our uh, – he was our other coach, too, that year. That's right. And what I remember, though, is that Susan always had uh, oranges cut up. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Orange slices. Yeah, those are great. That, yeah, was, make... uh, that was a staple of our team for years when we go to tournaments and stuff, you know, for, for snacks. Make sure you keep that close when you're talking to it. But, yeah, so um, met Tyler in soccer, two things. You know, we were both super passionate. I was a defensive guy and was never super skilled, but I would run down an offensive guy as hard as I possibly could. And Tyler was uh, – did you start out at goalie or were you – No, I played, uh, I played midfield all growing up and um... – some defense and stuff, but uh, my dad never actually liked me playing goalie because uh, he thought it was a lazy position. Yeah, you know he didn't really see the skill in it. And obviously, when you're when you're that young, you uh, there really isn't much skill in it. You know, like it's goalie by committee. Committee when the you're the goals that are young. a lot smaller when you're kids. Too. Yeah, and it's goalie by committee when you're that young too. And um, so, you know, I, I accepted it. But uh, as I got older, well, my dad passed away when I was twelve. So. When I got older and started playing school ball and stuff, you know, we needed a goalie. And uh, Andrew Worth, uh, his dad Craig was our coach, and he let me try it out, and uh, it was a success. And as I got into high school, Darnell groomed me and, you know, sent me to camps and stuff like that and made me better. And, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely uh, a good transition for me because as a as basketball player, I was always a more defensive player. You know, I had my reflexes. I was really good really good on my toes and stuff, so it it kind of fit really well. So did you ever play goalie while your dad was alive? No, no, he would never, never, never let me play goalie. Yeah, you run midfield and you run both directions. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to play both sides of the ball all the (laughs) time. You run your butt uh, I remember I played played a lot of center mid back then and stuff, and not going to lie, you know, I fucking hated running. I mean, you know, running was like one of my least favorite things to do. So midfield definitely – Midfield is definitely not exactly the best position for me, but I mean, you get gassed. Yeah. Midfield. Oh, for sure, definitely. You gotta have you gotta have good stamina to play in the midfield. But I always respected our midfielders that were really good. Like Trevor Holmquist, he was my next door neighbor growing up, and Trevor, dude, he he was a pretty key midfielder. Like he would run forward, he'd be up on offensive plays, he'd come back. Trevor was good. Um, he was a. Uh, he was like a sleeper too, I guess you could say, because like he was a great soccer player, but he's real quiet, you know. But 
that kid's shot was gnarly. He had yeah. an incredible shot. Like well, his, his and his uncle uh, was it Carl. Carl, yeah, yeah. Carl was, was a very revered Granny Gloucester soccer player. As yeah, well, back too. when he was in high school. Yep. Yes, exactly. Yep. And whenever we had our uh, alumni games, yep. Carl was always the one on the old guy team that we had to worry about. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember I used to uh, when I used to ref soccer. I don't know, I ref ref for like 15 years, you know, ref semi pro games and stuff. But whenever I ref for all the the clubs around Gray and stuff, uh, Carl was always coaching his son Tyler's teams, and. I think if I recall correctly, Carl even coached some premier teams and stuff too and saw him when I was refing those games and stuff and was he kind of an influence for you as a as a well, you said he was coaching or refing? He was coaching when I was refing. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean But, but wasn't no. um who was the guy shoot. His father was pretty big in the town and he was refing a lot. Um help me out in here. It was when we were in high school, a ref who's a little older than You're us. You're talking about Chris Hughes? Chris Hughes, yes. Yeah, Howard Howard actually, Howard Hughes is still a big part of the Patriots Art Club. Yeah, and Chris He's was like, refing a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, Chris. Was he Chris, an influence for you at all? Um, yeah, I always liked Chris. I always got along yeah. well with Chris. Like, we, we actually used to ref games together, you know? I mean, actually, uh, he gave me a red card when I was in high school because... <laughs> yeah, I he mean, was fair. Yeah, any, yeah, no, that definitely was fair. I mean, anybody knows me, uh... I had a little bit of an attitude problem back then, and uh, I actually remember the game. I got, I got, uh, there was a penalty kick, and uh, it went in the back of the net, and I got real mad, and I had jumped up and I uh, punched the crossbar, and <laughs> the 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 ref he was refing with was like, "That's enough," and I I pretty much told him to get bent. Yeah. And uh, he went to pull the card out of his pocket, and Chris came running over. was like, no, 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 no. I got this one. I got this it. one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he gave me a red card, and I, I, yeah, I uh, wasn't allowed to play that game, or I think the he, next one either. I think Chris probably realized that coming from him would be better than yeah. from the other oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. definitely. and Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, I, see, I still see Howard a lot, actually. Howard was actually a big influ- influence of mine growing up. Yeah. Be- just because, I mean... When Darnell coached, Howard would always come and help us with practices and yes. stuff. And he spent a lot of time with me in goal, and he he worked me a lot. You know, I mean, made me made me a better soccer player. And uh, yeah, I, he was heavily involved in our team. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. He, uh, I I always wish he would have been our head coach because he was a great coach. You know, I mean, because um, our senior year, John Moody stepped in and pretty much nobody just, gave a shit. Just fucked up our whole yeah. our whole season. The guy had never coached a. A boys sports team. He'd coach girls sports teams, coach girls soccer, coach girls softball. Never right. coach a boys team. He didn't like us, you know. He he, he didn't like us at all. And like, why, why are you going to go coach a boys team? Like, you you never showed any interest in us at all whatsoever. You know, I mean, just because yeah. the job's open, I would have rather had Dave Cramley personally. At least he knew all of us and had coached right. us in JV for so many years. You know. Yes. I think the thing was is that he just coached JV for so long. That was I, his thing. I, you know, I honestly, I too. I've got a couple of things here I want to say, but like Dave Kramlick, I feel like was a little bit underappreciated. Oh, definitely. I mean, his commitment, his commitment to the soccer to program. Yeah. yeah, he was a great guy. Maybe not the most knowledgeable guy, but I mean, People fundamentally, kind of I mean, off, really fundamentally, that's that's where you're going for. He was in committed. GB. Yeah, no, definitely. And I when mean, you're younger, kids like that, that's what you need is someone that cares about you. But. Yeah. Um, I always thought that Darnell was one of those guys that he maybe was a little rougher on the edges. He was a cop in Lewiston, but he kind of commanded respect. 
And, like, it sucks that, like, our our age group of guys, like, so many guys would not listen to that guy. And, like, he knew so much about soccer and, like, what we had to do in order to win. And if, like, we would have listened to him more, like, if, if we would have set stuff up like he taught us to, like, I remember him, tell, like, teaching us to. Yeah, we and, weren't uh, we, we No, we, like, we didn't work the ball around right, and so we got eat around, eaten up, like, by teams like right. Falmouth and Yarmouth and every year after year, you know. It was funny because, like, Greeley was always winning Class A state championships, but we always battled them. Like, we never got blown out by Greeley like we did by, like, Falmouth or Yarmouth and stuff, you know I mean? Because it was always such a rivalry, and we always just wanted to jam the ball down their throat, you know what Yeah, I mean? yeah. At some point, we'll, hopefully we'll get into this, but – if we don't, um, you know, you and I both have racing backgrounds, and the one thing that I really hold very highly in value, but also think that I've done a great job of in my life, is the grit, the heart, like the never give up attitude. And the one thing about us was we <laughs> we probably didn't listen good enough. We probably had more potential than what we showed, but we did rise to the occasion against the Greeleys, the Gorums. Um, when things got real weird with, like, the Lake Regions and the Freibergs, we stepped up, and we made it a game. And Squeaked out wins against yeah. mediocre teams like those. Well, but. we squeaked out some wins, but, but also, like, I feel like when we played a Greeley, it was a 3-2, or it was a – it usually wasn't a blowout. Maybe we had some of those once in a while, but I remember we would I, fight them. I think it was, my, uh, it was my junior year. We were at Greeley, and uh, we were – we were tied 2-2. Two, yeah, two. yeah, we were tied 2-2, two, two, and there was a corner kick, and the kid placed it perfectly, headed the ball right to the far post, and Dustin Cormier was standing there, and he caught the ball on yep. the goal line, got a red card, gave me the opportunity, and I saved the penalty kick with like right. two minutes left in regulation. We went to overtime, and we tied him. And I'm pretty sure that was the only time we never lost a Greeley when we were in high school. The crazy thing about sports is there's rules that, like you know if you catch the ball – they're going to get a free kick. But sometimes it might be worth that chance because if you give them a free pick, free kick, there's a high chance that they're going to score. But if you believe in your goalie, you've got a chance versus not catching that ball and letting it just go in. It's funny. That year I faced 11 penalty kicks, and I saved nine of them. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Like I, Those camps I went to and stuff, like they would tell you, like, it's really all about reading, reading the shooter and, like, guessing most of the time. Right. But, I mean – I feel like I reacted off, but if you can in, kind of instinct read them, and reflex, you know, like I mean, I think the really really good players are going to be able to fake guys out, but most people will give you signals that you can read. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we had some great times, and being a defensive player, and you being the goalie in, in high school, we obviously were near each other a lot. And there's one story that I I have to share because I'll never forget it, and it's one of the greatest moments in my life is we were playing, I think it was Chevrolet or a team that we hated, anyway. And I think you made a save, and you had a goalie kick. Does that sound right? I think I made a save, and no, it wasn't a goal kick. I just had possession. Like, I was getting ready to punt it. Okay, so you're punting it back up the field for yeah, us. I know, I know what you're talking about. You punted it right in the back of the kid's head. <laughs> and it was... Glorious, man. I was standing there like probably 10 feet from him, and I just started laughing. I couldn't help it. I mean, 
It was funny. Was that the he same? Did it on purpose. Was it a summer soccer game? I think it was. Uh, was it the same game where Trinward hopped on that kid's back and started bashing him over the head with his arm because he had it in a cast? Do you remember that? Yes. Where we I think we that was like we got into game. a fight with Chevrolet and they called the game because they called it in the was it the beginning of the beginning second of the half? second half? Yeah, because yeah. he jumped on that kid and started riding the him, first and smashing over him over the head. And we with came his... out in the second half and we did not change. Yeah. And the refs were like, "Okay." And it was a close game too. They didn't. Do- it was like one. Yeah, one it was one one. one. I think it was tied. Yeah. And you know, like, like no, we're done. Yeah. We're done here. Yeah. This is yeah. started to come to blows. But I think. The one thing about us is we just we didn't take shit. Like we weren't great. We never had great records. We but were gritty. We wouldn't take. We were gritty. We wouldn't and, get walked on. Dude, we had some kids, you know. I realize it now. I had a bad attitude. Trinward, he had a bad attitude. John Burke, he had a bad attitude. Eddie you Corcoran. know, like. Um, I'm, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking more guys like our age. You know, okay. like. Well, I'd, like if our Eddie class guys. To this like. Dude, he was talented. Oh, he was great. But bad attitude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure, he was great. Definitely. I mean, and like, he, Mike Immersion. The yeah. Be- one of the best defensive soccer players I've ever seen in my life. Like, he was so quick. He would close down a play so fast. That he and you did, he go, didn't give a fuck. Did he, did, he didn't give a fuck enough about school to be able to play an entire soccer season. Like, when it was basketball season, right. he made sure he kept his grades off all of basketball yeah. season so he could play. But, but, but he was talented enough that he would prove himself on the field. Oh, he was. Yeah. I mean, I, Until he I, failed he, out. I always loved loved, uh, loved him as my sweeper because I didn't have very much to uh, to worry about. I'd have him as my sweeper and Big Joe Biot in front of him as my yeah. stopper, you know? I mean. Hell, yeah. That was uh, my junior year. is probably our, my favorite year that. That was the year that I was out with a knee injury. Yeah, and Sucked. Worth was on our team that year, obviously. You know, one of the best best high school soccer players in the state at that time. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, he was – What he, he went to Adelphi in New York, and didn't he become, like, his rookie – rookie Freshman year. He was the NCAA player, fre- freshman player of the month, I think. I think something like that, yeah. yeah. And is, uh, they made it to a Sweet 16 with him, too. I uh, mean, their Division One soccer team, you know, I mean, they... Fancy feet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're quick. Quick as hell. But, um, but yeah, so we, we met, obviously, through soccer. Um, but the, the crazy thing about you and I, you know, in our relationship is we immediately became friends, I think, before we even knew that your parents bought my grandparents' old house. So I spent so many years growing up in this household... You know, I'm looking around right now, and I remember Christmases in this living room. And then we end up becoming best, what, really, really good friends. Living together for a few years in our mid, mid, early to mid twenties. You yes. know, I mean, we rented Spruce. a house over on Spruce Drive, and yeah, and, uh, we've still got this connection. And um, quick shout out to how tight our friend group is. You know, a couple weekends ago. You're doing a roof, and a bunch of people come over to help. And uh, you had mentioned just before this podcast that the same thing kind of went on 20 years ago. Yeah, 1999, uh, my dad, when he was sick with cancer, uh, a big group of his friends got together. And, uh, they, yeah, well, I don't know, I think it was probably in April or May, and he passed away in July. And, but there's, I, I swear to God, there's probably like 10, 12 guys here, and they you know, stripped that roof and threw a new one on in probably, I don't know, six hours. There was yeah. there was a shitload of them. And, yeah, they all came here and they teamed up and got it done. Yeah, I mean, 
if a friend needs help, you help them, right? Well, that's we. So Gray is a town of probably eight thousand people. I live in Raymond right now, which is probably like four thousand people. That's a high number, eight thousand. You think that's high? I think that's high. It's a small town. Yeah. But the thing that I love about growing up in a small town is that everybody has each other's back for the most part. Um, hold on a second. I want to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Um, Tyler, so one thing I want to ask you about is coaching. Yeah, I uh, picked up coaching soccer last year. Um, I know a little bit after uh, a little bit after my mom passed away, and uh, I know I got out of refing a few years back. And you know, like we were talking about Howard earlier, and uh, he came to me, and you know, he said one of the local Patriot Soccer Club youth teams needs some help, so I went and helped out, and. Uh, it's really actually a good thing for me because, uh, you know, just somewhere else put my time, my thoughts and stuff, you know, and I ended up loving it. I mean, uh, all the kids are great. I mean, in their own individual ways, you know, I have some real, real, real talented athletes and uh, some kids who, you know, they need some work. I think they could probably put in a little more work outside of just coming to games and practices Practices and stuff like like we did when we were kids. I mean, I mean, I... I grew up with a good-sized backyard. My dad built me a regulation-sized soccer goal out there, you know. So, I mean, it could be a little different, but he also pushed me. Uh, I mean, my, personally. Yeah. I feel like some of these parents don't don't push some of these kids hard enough. So Yeah, today's it, parents are a little helicopter. It, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, but if, if it's something you're going to do, do it, you know. I mean, I, I was either out back or out front in my driveway shooting basketballs or kicking a soccer ball around you know i mean these kids they're so wrapped up in video games nowadays and it just like it's one of my team rules you know like if i hear the word Fortnite at practice we're gonna stop what we're doing we're gonna start running yeah because these kids are so wrapped up in it you know and i mean some of them take it really seriously and i like i really appreciate that but i mean at the age group that they're at at this point i mean like obviously we had we had a rough season there uh my kids from last year um, had to play Europe because the U13 team didn't have enough players to make a team, and we only had 11 kids registered for my team. So, I mean, they just combined the two teams. My kids had to play Europe, and uh, they played U13. Yeah, they played. And they're they were they're, they're U12 kids. 12. Yeah, they're, they're, they're 11 and 12 year olds. Yep. So I mean, they're but 11 kids on the team are 11 playing against all, all all these teams are all 12, 12 year olds 13 well no well, no no just 12 like because like you under. you yeah under okay. and uh but i mean yeah they had a rough season they didn't win a game all year and with the playoffs and got smoked but uh we had the opportunity the guy i coach with eric liberty his son austin is a senior on the varsity team so we talked to the varsity coach and asked them if you could talk to the AD, and uh, we actually we actually got to play a game under the lights, you know, which is a big deal for these kids. They're, oh, yeah. They're really young, you know. You got to play under the lights on the big field, on the I'm varsity field. Driver, and, we get to uh, race under the lights. It's cool. Under yeah. At the varsity field, um, you know, and they they actually, a uh, team from uh, Monmouth came out. The uh, the father of the varsity coach coaches the varsity team in Monmouth, but he also coaches this travel team, and uh, they're U, U13 team. And their mixed age group as well, and uh, they scored first, and then uh, we evened it up in the beginning of the second half. Or no, 
Oh, no, it was 0-0 through the first half, if I recall right. And then they scored, and then we evened it up about 10 minutes later, and uh, we uh, we took it to two overtimes and the penalty kicks, and uh, we ended up winning. It was, their, you know, my first win as a coach and their first win as players with me. So, you know, it was pretty exciting, pretty exciting format for it, too. You know, I mean, can't really beat that. It's, uh, it was a pretty big deal. So, I mean, we're going hey. to, we'll, we'll go into next year. We actually uh, – Doing some uh, some foot skill sessions with some uh, actually a former professional player from Ireland, and we're gonna try and get him into a winter league and stuff. So I mean, but a lot of the kids play basketball too, so that's a little hard. But you're trying to get them to be more exposed to soccer and year so, round, exactly. Because yes. I mean, I I used to play premier soccer for teams like Maine Coast United and Southern Maine Premier when I was in high school. You know, I mean, I we go to Massachusetts, I mean, Delaware, New Jersey, all over the place for tournaments and stuff, you know, and I played soccer year-round, so that that was actually what gave me more exposure as a goalie, too, and made me much better, you know, playing against yeah. higher caliber players and playing year-round. That's a big thing, you know, like... Absolutely, man. Um, if I just could digress slightly yeah. Yeah. to try to make a comparison, um, I've been racing stock cars for 16 years, Yep. and the most recent years that I've been racing have all been part-time. So 2019, I raced four times. Yep. 2018, I raced twice. And what I learned was, one, I'm way more rusty. My depth perception's off. Um, you don't have, like, the – you don't have the just repetitive experience. So, And then the other thing is guys don't really take you seriously on the racetrack. Like, if you're just there yep. some random week, they're like, well, I don't got to deal with this guy next week, so yep. move him. So what I'm trying to say is if you get players that are interested in soccer and you get them so that they play year-round and they improve their skills, they're going to get more interested, in my experience. Well, and that's my thing. Like, I, Mike, I obviously can evaluate these kids and tell who's serious and who isn't, you know, mm-hmm. and kids who are serious, they're there, you know, they're – they want to play. Yeah, exactly. You right. know, I mean, they're always at practice. They uh, put other players in line when they're, you know, I mean, people, I mean, obviously when you're trying to talk while I'm talking, I can't can't hear you. I just stand there silently until everybody shuts up. And, there, you know, there's those kids, those guys like, God, shut up. We're going to have to run, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I don't want to run sprints. No, I mean, I, yeah, no, you got, they need, they need discipline. Yeah. They, you know, they need somebody else from an outside view because I'm not a parent. I don't plan on being a parent. I don't want to have kids, you know, personally. It's a decision I made. I mean, I uh, uh, I like going on vacation and, uh, I, I, you know, being able to – we like being able to do whatever we want when we want, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just something I – I just I, – I don't want children, but, I mean, I, I I like these kids, you know. They're they're fun, you know. I, I, I If I had to be a parent, I would. I but, just, I just fist-bumped Tyler. You can't see it, but – because I'm a parent of two, but I also totally respect Tyler's place because, one, it – well, I mean, it totally changes your responsibilities in life. But not only that, what Tyler is doing is you're almost becoming not a, a parent but a role model to these kids when they need it. Like they're trying to search out something that they can get addicted to or something that they can get interested in. And you're the one that's coaching them and giving them the skills on how to get better so that they can progress and maybe get scholarships someday. And I think that it's really cool what you do uh, because my son is four and he's in soccer right now. And what he did this year 
Last year he was three, and they really didn't do anything. They just chased the coach around with a soccer ball, and that was basically it. And Bryson participated 30% of the time. Didn't care. As most kids that age probably did. Yeah. You know, I mean. But as a four-year-old, this year he participated all the time, but they still only kind of did, like, chase the coach, okay, kick the ball on the net, but it was basic stuff. That's good that he draws that much of an interest at that younger age, though, too. But if you're somebody that's willing to kind of guide a young kid into showing them how they can get better at something that they're interested in, I think that's really cool. So I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in keeping uh, keeping their attention, it's definitely a definitely a struggle sometimes. But I mean, oh, yeah. I have I have depth in my voice, and I'm not afraid I'm not afraid to let them know. You know, I mean, like no swearing at them or anything or demeaning them at all. Just like. You know, I mean, volume goes up a little. Yeah, no, bark at them and they all point their eyes right at me and stuff. Okay, you know, I mean, right. yeah, yeah, but I mean, because I mean, Coach is I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure some of these kids, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not a parent. I don't plan on being a parent. So I'm not going to say how people parent and all, but I mean, some probably softer households than, you know, like say you or I grew up in. I mean, sure. I know Tom, you right. know, I mean, and you knew Rick, you know, you knew yep. Susan. I mean, I grew up with. To, they commanded to, respect. To for, exactly, two former Marines' as parents. So, you know, I mean, they great parents. You know, we all, we had awesome parents, both of us growing yes. up. You know, I mean, we want, wanted not for much, and they, you know, they took really good care of us. But, I mean, my parents are fucking stern. And if they, you know, if they told me not to do something and I, and I did it, yeah. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna see repercussions. And, like, I, you know, I feel like some of these kids have, never been disciplined like the way i i discipline them or talk to them or draw them in you know i mean oh, yeah. so i mean keep their attention sometimes is a bit much but i mean they respect me and i mean all the parents seem seem to like me for the most part which means a lot to me i mean like like i said i'm not a parent i don't plan on being a parent and i, I know a few of them previously but like for the most part i don't know these people you know like right. they might think i'm some fucking weirdo or something you know like i mean well what do they know you know i mean honestly like when I when I stand back and look at it, that could be a perception of somebody's, you know, who's this fucking thirty three year old guy in the community that just wants to, you know, hang around a bunch of young boys. I mean, like, I, think the fact I mean, like, because you get to think of the way that things are going nowadays, you know, like, I mean, well, but I, I, like I said, I know some of the parents that I'm sure, like, even if they did have a, they had a, any like thoughts or something that those parents would give them reassurances that I am I there strictly because I want to be. The you fact know? that you're a 33 year old guy and you're willing to spend your time helping kids get better at soccer says a lot about your character. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with that too. I mean, but uh, some people don't see it that way, especially with uh, you know, like I said, the way things go nowadays. You know. Soccer, Dr. Larry Nassar, for Christ's sake, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, He's just just stuff like that, you know, I mean, but I mean, some people are s- skeptic. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, Pound, Pound. and uh, you're the man. I think what you're doing is really awesome. We'll, uh, we'll kind of finish this off. I got a couple things for you. Tomorrow, the Patriots play Dallas. Uh, your mom, obviously, was a very big Boston sports fan. Oh, yeah. She would be cheering Tommy on tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They're 6-4. and four. The media is saying that this is like a big test for the Patriots because their offensive line and their offense has struggled, but their defense is pretty good. What's your thoughts on tomorrow's game? Um, I mean, I uh, 
If everybody, uh, the defense comes healthy, I mean, Zeke had a touchdown last week, but I mean, he, he didn't do much. I think he, what, he had like 49 yards on the ground, I think, and uh, I mean, but Dak's been throwing the ball well, but I know, I just always go with my pats, dude. They always find a way to pull it out, you know. I know I know the flu's going around the Dallas locker room and somebody was seen somebody was seen on the roof of the fucking facility the other day and shit. It's like give me a fucking break. Quit quit grasping at straws, you know. I mean, but no, I think So that, what you're saying I is think they're that, already planting seeds for excuses. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think that I just think the past defense brings it like they always do. I mean, We'll get limited out of our offense, just like we have been. Personally, I think. I mean, that. I mean, the Dallas D's. You know, middle of the pack. It's not like they're fucking. They're not. They're not the past. Their offense is. They're not the top, though. Right? Yeah, no, no. The, their offense has been doing very well. So I mean, if but our defense uh, is top. It, also, it would be so. nice to see Sony Michelle have a breakout game or some shit. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he needs to start play, having some hundred yard games like he was doing last year. But I mean, then again, with the pass, it's running back by committee. But yeah. I, I, I want to go away from where they went last week when they uh, McDaniel's. How many fucking screenplays did McDaniel's call last week? That didn't fucking nothing. It's like the trick play I love. Obviously, I love seeing Jules throw touchdowns and stuff. But it's like, do you see all those screen? There's all the screens they were trying to run. Yeah. How many times did Brady have to throw the fucking ball away? Like chuck it at the ground. Brady you know, was super like, frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what what happened to like? Slants Edelman coming across the middle, or you know what? What happened to what happened to that across the middle game that they always used to fucking play? I mean, I yeah. I feel like he still has the arm. I kind of wonder if he, they're trying to protect Jules for the end of the year because he's their biggest weapon, and if he gets slammed against a meaningless you know regular season game, and they lose Julian, then what? No. I don't know. That's just a thought I have. They always pull something out, but I mean, yeah. like Sanu, I'm. I want to see what he can do, and that like we were talking earlier that 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 and Keel Harry kids back too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, they'll probably see start seeing him working him in a little more and more as we as go. He gets trust. Yeah. I mean, and Ben Watson, he's been catching some balls, man. You know, like he's old old Pates or old Pat's vet. Yeah, you know, he's he used to be on the Patriots. Yeah. So, um, I guess with that one, what I think is is in Bill we trust, and I was talking to one of my other friends earlier about this but i saw a video of in the locker room it was a few years back after an atlanta game not the super bowl game but where the patriots went for it on fourth and one on their own 25 which is in most cases a no-no like you're in your own 25 if you don't get it they're there in field goal range they went for it they got it and they had coverage it was like an espn documentary or whatever and they were showing Bill explaining the play on the big screen. And Bill said, there's one thing that I'm not. I'm not scared. He goes, um, I'm not saying that we're going to be foolish and go for it on fourth and one in our own 25 every time. But I pay attention. And if you guys are playing in a way that I have confidence that you can convert that play, and it's better than kicking it off to the other team's offense, we're going to go for it. But if you're playing that way and I have that confidence and we make that call, you better make that play. Yeah. But that's the balls that Bill Belichick has. Oh, so yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard to argue against him. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's, you know, like they always used to call 
uh, Phil Jackson, the Zen master. He's like the Phil Jackson of the NFL, but I don't know, personally. I, he's got to be the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's Bill For Belichick, what he's done you know? with some of the limited teams that he's had. Oh, for sure. I mean, But if if Bill wants some someone, he goes out and gets them, you know. I mean, it's just how it works. Antonio Brown. Yeah, jo- uh, Randy, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh you know, Gordon. I mean, he was suspended for smoking weed a couple, what, twice probably They'll before, take a chance before on we took him, you know, I mean. And the crazy thing about Antonio Brown was all he had to do is, like, mind his P's and Q's for another couple days, and he was going to get paid. And he just couldn't do it. Sort of run his mouth. I don't think he's coming back this year. I think he might, but who knows? It's, we'll it's, if it's up to the commissioner, then you never know. There he's never, try, he's never trying to give it past the edge. So Yeah. So, um, anyway, I I want to do this again with you. Yeah, for sure. I think we've covered some good topics. but um, yeah, Definitely. Great friend, man. Love you to death. Love you too, bud. Uh, yeah, I I'm, we... I'm, I'm excited for this. I, uh, I don't know. This, this is fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're just couple of friends shooting the shit and uh, talking about some cool stuff and getting people out there that might listen to this to know the complexity of you like I mean you're going out there and coaching kids and trying to give them something to look forward to and I think that's great yeah thanks I appreciate that man I mean what can I say I'm a pillar in my community (laughs) you are man all right everybody thank you for listening we'll do this again Thank you very much. Come again.